Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Yeah, you're hanging out with a lot of people with a traditional mindset where a lot of computer programmer types, a lot of ego is involved in those kinds of jobs or the way they invest. Maybe talk us through the struggles and the differences between the simple passive cash flow folks and that peer group you're stuck in. The biggest challenge was up front, me converting. But then as any reasonable person does, they'll look to their left and right, maybe talk to their parents and say, hey, does this make sense? Things like that. But you're right. In the, in the engineering sector, at least, especially software engineering, people love optimizations and they love thinking that they can dive in and do it themselves. So it's not uncommon for friends of mine to think they're stock traders and lose an entire year's salary just because they thought they could be a stock trader. Or it's not uncommon to have friends of mine who really, they just want to optimize their 401k as much as they can. And they're to do a mega backdoor Roth and all these things. And, and, and in my opinion, they're like, optimizing percentage, but there's not many people around me who would do something like this just because they're busy either micro-optimizing or they believe that they can do way better. And that stuff can get addicting and it can really feed the ego when there's like that instant feedback. They could yes. trade and you get confirm, confirmation bias, I think. Yeah, a little dopamine hit Yeah, and then you double down. Yeah. One of your first deals, like we had like fires and then we didn't pay cash flow for a couple of year or two, mm -hmm. just gummed up cash flow. But I think a lot of people, they don't realize like, it's like a train where there's a lot of slack, like the train might stop, but things might be going well, but you don't see that slack come out until the very end. For me, it was about uh, visibility. So if I understand that it's recoverable and that the long-term business plan is still valid, who cares? If, if, as long as people don't get hurt, who cares if a couple units burn down, if a tree falls on it, things like Oh, the tree, you're in that one too. Yeah, I saw a lot over, it's been what, I don't know, five years, six years. So it's, yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. Did I tell you on that tree one, we also had a homicide? You sent out the news article. I wasn't going to yeah. mention that here because that, that really scares people and thinks that we're, I don't want people to think that we're like slumlords. We're really not. But these things at scale, these will just happen. Yeah, that's why I bring it up because we stay away from the class C hairy stuff, you know, a little bit better clientele today. So personally, I think it's like a lot harder for you, Lane, to manage those deals and make them happen. But those are the ones with, in my opinion, like a lot of meat on them, but they're, they're riskier. Yeah. Are you doing any direct real estate personally these days? Because some people will do is they'll buy little rental properties locally that to me don't make any sense, but it is what it is. They do it in better areas, but then they'll go to us to outsource the hairy pain in the butt stuff with difficult tenants. And that's the way they diversify amongst the, the, the pay scale. So Henry, talk to the young Henry's here. Let's build the timeline. So you, you started this in 2016. That's when we first met. Tell us what you, you did and then maybe take us through the years what you did and maybe some of the lessons learned here. I think this is the best page to talk through. And if you guys are listening yeah. on the podcast form, we have this in the YouTube channel. We have the personal financial sheet up with the the investment, the year acquired, the cost improvement, market value, et cetera, if you guys want to follow along in video format i'll try to be audio friendly too because you understand you're very you have a very high eq that is what i notice <laughs> most computer programmers engineering types do not have that and i think from what i see a lot of the the engineers that invest with us they're typically they're not your your cubicle or as a technical they're the people who have some people skills stepped in engineering sales roles and gotten out of the trenches with that stuff but it's just a takeaway that i've seen from you and other engineers amongst the group that makes sense that's a lucrative angle software and then software sales it was 2016 
I begged Lane to get in the first deal in terms of uh, a syndication. So basically, I would be part of the limited partnership, the LP. And then Lane was part of the GP. So he was responsible for bringing people into these deals. And then he was also responsible for vetting them prior to me. And obviously, I still have work. I'm responsible for my own money. So I need to validate everything that Lane is saying and make sure things make sense, make sure the business plan is feasible. I had to pick that up and learn it pretty quickly to get into that first deal. I don't even think that first deal is displayed here. But I, I can't remember what it, basically any deals that are closed, I don't think I'd put here because the, the market value is now zero. So Personal I financial sheet is just supposed to show currently what you owe today, but I think you jumped in to a Georgia deal. Maybe I think that's okay. But... It might've been, it might've been the Joseph or I, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, regardless, that was the first deal. Basically I just saved up all the money that I could kept my expenses low. I liked the deal. I liked the performa. I was happy with um, the business plan. It didn't, what I liked about it, it doesn't promise any stellar returns. I was, my, my general plan was to build up several of kind of base hits, get a foundational layer down to, to replace my living expenses and then start swinging for the fences. And we can talk about that you know, more later if we, if we need to, but that was the rinse and repeat attitude I had for at least, I think the first four deals were just going to be base hits, apartments, stable communities, population growth. I think I got into maybe one or two C-level deals, which I actually didn't mind. There were problems, you know what I mean? Things happen, but that's where I, I wanted to go, so. Yeah, and I see here, maybe we shouldn't show this to folks, but like you got in at the right time when we were getting started and you got in at the lower minimum, done this because we had built a relationship and I didn't feel super comfortable with you plopping in 50, 100 grand. But gone are those kind of days because I'll tell you what, it's a crapshoot. This is a yeah. game of social investing both ways, right? Like I've met, I built a relationship with you. You've come to Hawaii and hung out at the retreat. It's been quite lucrative, I think, both ways, investing. But sometimes yeah. when you bring in investors at under $50,000 or interesting characters, and, and you've, I've pointed this to you, right? Because you're on the fast track and you zip by all these investors, people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. The way they, they wrap their mind in terms of investor mindset or just money scarcity ideal. Yeah. And it can, yeah. I think what was important to me was understanding it from a root level, trusting you, and then understanding that all of my work was upfront, right? That that's really the key to investing in syndications. Do all of your homework, and then once the once you you send your money over, that's it. You're an LP, right? You're a silent partner in this. And if it goes bad, you didn't do your homework. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.